0: Yo, my name is Dell. I'm here with Ace. He's the A and R at Reach Records, All right? Did I, get, did I get your title right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah, VP
0: yeah. of A&R. Oh,
1: A and is good.
0: Man. I'm not corporate, man. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm real. No, I'm kidding.
1: Real. Uh, and I'm
0: here with Andy Minio. This is the Work in Progress podcast. This is how we tricked Andy Minio to release a whole bunch of records <laughs> that, for mad reasons, he knows the struggle, have not. Come out commercially, and today we're talking about a record called "Keeping It Moving" that you did with Governor B. Yep, tell us about this record, bro.
2: So this record has been sitting on a hard drive for about a year. I did a I did a tour in Europe last year, my first headline tour, and uh, Governor B um, came out on some of those shows. So we had a layover like a a day off, I think in like Hamburg in Germany. And uh, I can't remember specifically. It's probably in the the video footage. But um, we had like two hours before we had to leave for the next uh, venue. And Governor was like, we got to do a song, man. And I was like, (laughs) I was like. Wait,
0: by the way, (laughs) this song is out right now. Oh yeah, yeah. we releasing all these songs. So it's like out right now. You can literally pause this right now and like go listen to it and then come back or you can do it later, but it's out right now, finally.
2: Yes. So uh, I had just started working uh, with this dude Iggy who made No Chains for KB and he sent me a batch of beats that were fire. And so I just pulled them up and we were sitting in a hotel room. It was me, Governor B, Ray Rock, my DJ, and um, uh, one of the videographers. And I just said, yo, we have like an hour to write this and to record this. And I had been in the shower like a city or two before. And this is actually where all my best ideas come from. And, you know, sometimes I'll just be thinking of phrases in my head or writing raps while I'm showering. Like, you know, your inhibitions are down and you're just things are coming to mind. Then I was like, yo, keeping it moving. I was like, yo, that's a really good phrase. Like you use it all the time. Right. But it's. It's usually in songwriting, the best stuff is the stuff that's like right under your nose. You use it all the time, you say it, but you don't actually think about putting it into a record. And so um, so I grabbed that phrase and I was like keeping it moving. I could hear that definitely being on something. And so he pulled up a beat, and uh, one of the things I struggle with is like when I feel like I have a good idea is like letting it go at the right time. Mm. Sometimes I feel like I gotta hold on to it for the right moment. Mm. Sometimes I hold on to it so long it just never comes out or I forget it. right. So I think that's something I'm working on is is just uh, knowing that creativity is more like a um it's more like a faucet. Like the more you open it and the more you use it, the more it flows freely. And we think we gotta hold on. And not release it, it, you know, but keep getting it out, keep releasing it. More actually comes, like, you won't run out of ideas. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I was like, All right, forget it, I'll just use this idea that just came to mind for this record. So, I was like, Keeping it moving, keeping it moving. We put it down, sounded great. And, uh, I didn't have a full studio setup, so I did what I normally do, which is I got this little USB microphone, the same one that I did, I ain't done with, the same one that I did, um, You Can't Stop Me with. I just plugged it right into the laptop and we used like a little um, pop filter, like a, uh, a portable one. And we sat there at this desk. We wrote everything. We put the beat on. We wrote it in like 20, 30 minutes, both of us. And uh, we recorded it right there on the spot, like one or two takes. And, you know, it's the USB mic definitely doesn't sound like all the way like the studio mics, but... They, it sounds really, really good, and especially when you start to EQ it and do the effects, you can make it sound incredible. So, what you're hearing on my take is that USB mic in a hotel room, and uh, I kept it. You know, sometimes it has a thing to it when you try to go back and remake, remake it. It just loses that that so specialness, so-, so here's the thing: every time I've used that USB mic, um, the songs have performed really well.
1: What's the other company done- that made that mic?
0: Apogee. Put that email together. We need that uh Holler cor- at Corporate me. spot.
1: Sponsor. Apogee, had, call me. I had a question, Andy. Um, when you was going through beats, um was that the first beat you pick in the photo? Like, what's nah? Because I, I know how you I do. picked a completely different
2: beat, and the issue was like I loved the beat, but I it sounded a little bit like Drake, the beat. The beat sounded like a Drake like, beat. Yeah, and I was like, I just He's so popular and so big that sometimes if you pick something a little too close to his flavor, I just that's something that kind of skeeves me. And I, I'm always like in tension with like not making exactly what is popular, but if you pull from pop culture, pull in a, in a unique, unique way. way yeah. So I'm I'm always feeling that tension as an artist. Like I, I really want to be my own person, wanna create my own things. The tension that I feel though is to really find your own voice, your own sound, your own thing, you have to make a lot of things. Right. And you have to fail a lot to get to the good stuff. And um, I think for me, now that my career is moving and going and like, people are like, okay, you got a gold record. Give us another one, like keep it moving. Cause you know, you have people's attention span for so long. I feel like I have to churn out music a lot quicker and the pressure for it to be really good is really high. Oh,
1: it's hard, yeah.
2: So, You know, I don't sometimes feel like I had the luxury of before I released my first album, I could make a million songs and fail and bite somebody or try to sound like this person, and it's all part of the learning who you are and learning your voice. Mm -hmm. And you can throw those things out and no one ever hear them. Right. Now that there's momentum and movement, I gotta be like, I'm putting in work on this, and it probably needs to come out as well. So that's always a. That's why these records, a lot of these records, sat around for so long. These were throwaways. These are things I was like, ah, I'm not ready to put that out. It's got to be better.
1: So, all. We, we, we was going to scissor you eventually.
2: Steal the hard drive. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think there was something really special about trying to work on this record within the span of an hour. Because what it does sometimes, if you yeah. have no parameters right. to create in, sometimes that's a terrible thing for a creative.
0: Yeah. Because like Unlimited possibilities, like... Right.
2: So one, one, one person said, options enslave you. That's what my teacher always used to say.
1: That's a doom.
2: Options enslave you. When you have so many options, it's hard to um, really, really focus in and get something done. When someone gives you limitations, you can get really creative inside those limitations. And I think that's what sometimes brings out some of the coolest stuff. I remember I was in college and my professor told me this. He said, self-limiting systems are ways to help you accomplish what you wanna do. Give yourself parameters and limitations and create within those. And so he gave us an assignment one time, which was to make a song out of nothing but sound effects. And so all of a sudden, I he gave us this huge folder of sound effects. And I started thinking about the sound of a staple gun very differently. I started to think about the sound of someone falling downstairs very differently and that and I started looping that and I was making stuff that I would have never made. I took a horn you know, and I pitched it and I was like, I was creating some things. I was like, wow, I would have never done this if, if he just said, use any sound in the computer. You know what I'm saying? Because I would have been like, oh, native instruments. I'm over here with this, with Omnisphere. I'm using all these different plugins.
1: Yeah, I feel that. So
2: the limitations sometimes can really, really pull good things out. And I think us limiting ourselves to that half hour would be like, nah, we're not leaving here till this is done. Let's do it 30 minutes. And so that time, that extra 20 minutes, I would have sat there sweating over a bar. Does this sound too much Why like not? this? Is it too. I'm like, whatever, keep it moving, literally, keeping it moving. Just write it down, keep going. And we did it right there, man. And um, what's funny is not only did we record it right there, but since we had the videographer with us, we were like, let's go shoot the video right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's like, yo, let's just wait till we get the right crew, the right money, X, Y, Z, the treatment. But I know know from doing this long enough that if you don't do it as soon as possible or when the opportunity is there, 90% of the time it's not gonna happen. And that's how my career started. Like I, I put together a song and uh, we had a video guy with us and I was like, let's shoot the video right now. And we were like, ah, oh, let's wait, let's get everything. I was like, no, everyone's here, do it now or we're not gonna get back to it. And we did. And ever since I released that song in 2011, I've been booked to perform like every weekend. Like it's essentially what launched my career. Wow. Um, and so, you know, there's like that urgency to create, you know, is also a thing um, that I think is good. You know, once once your record is out, it's weird. Like, people just don't care anymore um, unless it, like, takes off and takes on its own life, yeah, and then yeah. it, you know. But it feels like that to me. It's like once it's out, you're like, all right, what's the next thing? And you're on to it. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, 10 million topics I'm hitting and all that. Oh, that's
1: that, dope. But. That's dope, man. The limitations... Even, man, when I'm trying to make a track, sometimes it's like so many sound banks and too many options. There's a producer I know named CJ Francis. Um, he actually is really cool with Quentin Miller, and they like write and rap together. And yo, this guy, he has this genius thing that he does. He tries to make a beat with four sounds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So he tried, like, he got four sounds. like So kick, snare, hi-hat, and like one little synth thing, and that's it. And it's like, his jumps be slapping, too, because it's like something unique about when you have limited resources, it forces you to be creative. You know, forces yes. you to be creative. So, um, even like, um, speaking of limited time, I think they said Jay Z made the blueprint in like a week and a half, like a really? week, week and a half, two weeks. It was just a photo of beats, just Blaze, Kanye. Like he was just locked in the zone. I feel like, man. we're now we got so much. We actually don't have a lot of time, but we have too many options. There's too much things going on. We take our time. It's like there's something genius about doing a lot and that's in like a limited time space, you know what I'm saying, so. And when we're talking about Ace,
2: I need y'all to understand, when he's talking about production, recognize this man for the greatness, okay? <laughs> First of all, not only is he produced on my records, you know, he produced Light Work, he also produced um, on there, uh, from The Sword. Coming in hot, he produced
1: too, right? Did a little bit of stuff on it, yeah.
2: He A&Rs a lot, of, a lot of that, he's also, he's got plaques, he's got platinum plaques, he's worked on records for Lil Wayne, Kid Ink, you know, the the, the list goes on, could you, uh?
1: Uh, uh, Nicki Minaj, Ti. Um. <laughs> that man was like, Nah, I'm good. Nicki Minaj. Uh, <laughs> no no I. Flex, I. flex zone. So- hey, no flex zone. <laughs> <laughs> is this a flex zone? Is is it safe? It's a super flex. Okay. Zone. Right. Just, people just gotta know. Okay. They gotta be, no. I'm, not,
0: I'm not gonna do that. We're here for you, Lil Wayne. Uh, Nicki Minaj, uh- <laughs> Ti. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, you guys can reach out. Yeah, awesome. no, okay. I love it. No, I think that, I, I just want to say I think that's really dope because I know with me, I get really anxious yeah. when, like, I can do, when there's no parameters um, because, man, you know what? I'm going to have to pull up that G.K. Chesterton quote, but I'm not going to look for it now. When y'all talking, I'm going to just, like, mm-hmm. look for it real quick because he said something um, that I think was really profound. Um just speaking about how limitations, like you can really find freedom in limitations. And there's this um, Mexican film director, he just directed uh, Roma, um, you know, the the film that won the best foreign uh, or international film this year. And he has this film called Y Tu Mama Tambien, which in the film, he did something really cool that I was like, ah, that's so dope. The only time that music would play throughout the entire film is when there would actually be a real life musical device in the scene. So if they were in a car and the radio was on, if they were in a spa and they had a portable radio, like other than that, there was no music. Mm. scoring whatsoever outside from real-life devices that actually played music when they were present in the scene. Mm. And I was just like, yo, because, you know, music supervision is like, that's a big task on a film. So to give yourself, to self-impose that limitation, yeah, it's just so fire. That's crazy, and, You bro. know what I mean? That's and, super hard. And you can, it's, it's challenging, yeah. um, and it always ends up, like, really... Um, encouraging your creativity and it ends up being always a fun thing, even though it's difficult. So I think throwing down that challenge and really essentially we were talking about a self-imposed and you know, what's interesting about that though. A lot of people will be like, like you're fortunate. You make a living off of music. You know what I'm saying? Like (sighs) there's people out here that don't like they have jobs and they create and you know, they're like, man, if only I did this full time, this, this, and this, and that. But even within, like, real, not, not self-exposed, like, real, uh, self-imposed, like, real external limitations, like, right. I, I'm, there's opportunity in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to take out one hour a day to write, and I only have that one hour. Like, yes. whatever it is, I think you can, you know, there's opportunity in there. Yeah. You know what yo, I mean? and I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Sometimes when I look back at
2: when I was in college and I was like, yo, I got to go to class, like, I got, you know, extracurricular stuff going on or like being a part of my church or something like that. I was like always like fighting for time to create. And what I realized is when I became a professional artist or musician, whatever you want to call it, a majority of my time was spent doing that stuff. And what's weird is you start to lose the connection to people and to work or to like Interacting with people because so, I could just sit in a studio all day and not interact with anybody. What you don't realize is a lot of times you're pulling inspiration from those things. Oh yeah, all day. Going to class, talking with people, the conversations you're having, it's engaging your mind, your social activity. You're getting lingo and slang from people because you're hanging out with them, and that's what you bring back into the records. So sometimes doing it full time and, and pulling away from everything can actually limit your um, your creativity. That's why. It's, it seems like counterintuitive sometimes for me, be like I need to get out of the studio and watch Absolutely. a movie and hang out with people and be normal. Conversations, yeah, or like you lose touch with some of the struggle of like going to work. For sure, and there's so much that you can pull from things like that that can relate to basically everyone else who's not a musician full time, which is this tiny percentage of the the population of musicians. So you know wh- wherever you're at, there's there's um there's always a bright side, you know what I'm saying? To yeah, there's always is. opportunity,
0: yeah. like hiding itself in like misfortune or whatever. Absolutely. I, I was going
1: to ask, like when you when you made Keeping It Moving, because um, you made it in an hour, shot the video the same day, was it like kind of like limiting, like to get that out? How, how was it, how did you feel? Because I know you were a very methodical person with your art. Right. And then, you know, like that being a different way and you create, like how'd that feel just kind of getting that energy out?
2: Yeah, I
1: was trying to shake
2: things up for me because I've been feeling creatively frustrated. And I know when that starts to happen, I need to jolt myself, you know what I'm saying? Like try something new. And I need to be open to that experience often Um, because if you fall into patterns, then creating can become stale. And when that's happening, like, you know, there's a whole slew of other issues. So it was exciting because there was low stakes and there's no pressure for it to come out. And actually it wasn't gonna come out until we did this. And I was like, you know what? I'm sitting on a bunch of good stuff in the vault that I might not think Drop of Drop the, the heat, man. You tripping, yeah. man. <laughs> I might Drop be like, heat, ah, bro. it's cool. But people are like, yo, we like this. And I, we're, we're your fans. And we want to hear from you. And we want to hear what you're creating. And I was like, you know what? That's not right of me. To leave things on the, the vault, I mean, you we can, can put this out. Yeah. So the other thing was weird with shooting the video was like, I didn't even remember the lyrics. So you could see in the video, I was like, you like, because I just wrote it. Um, and then at the same time, what we were doing with the music video was I was basically directing the video while we were shooting it. So I was like, all right, let's just do some weird stuff. And we were like in a back alley in like Germany.
1: Well, I think, And I was yeah. like, pick
2: up some cones and you know, start rapping through the cone and just do weird stuff. And so it, it was just an experiment. Yeah. And uh I guess... I yeah,
1: I feel like I sometimes, though, even in, like, rap culture now, like, a lot of young dudes on the ground are like, yo, I made this song in an hour. I made this song in three hours. And it don't. It's, it, sometimes it sounds like it. I think the testament to that record and what you do is, I feel like you've put in your 10,000 hours to where you really can do a song in three hours and it can be a really good jam because you put that work in. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think... The takeaway for me as a creative is just because you have a limited time doesn't mean it's always gonna be like a genius moment. Sure. If, you, if you're not really a genius, it's gonna be a, it could be a really whack right. moment too, right. which a lot of this, a lot of songs that are out now, you, I'm like, yo, I spent 30, 30, uh, I spent two hours on the song, I'm like, yeah, I can hear it. So I think there's there's brilliance in taking your time with it. But if you've got the songs, if you've got creativity, if you've got that like genius level execution, you put in your 10,000 hours, you can write a verse in, a, in an hour. And because you put that time in, it's gonna come out dope. So, sure, yeah. Your your selection, your choices along the way yeah. are refined. You, you're, you're, you're so yes, yeah, You're not gonna go too far, but man, it's it's something dope about doing a lot, a little bit of time. Even um, I think Drake and Future did that mixtape in like a in like four or five days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it started off as a song. They just wanted to do a record, just and then go. they just you just turn up and just go, man. So, that's something what about. uh, what
0: were your first impressions when you heard the record? Keeping um. it moving.
1: I thought it was a, okay, it's fun. It just sounded fun. Like, it's like Andy's a very animated person. His communication style is like broad and just fun. It's just fun. It was something I wanted to play back. You know what I'm saying? And I think his record's like two minutes and like 10 seconds. There's a secret sauce about that, especially in the streaming era.
0: So for you it was a no-brainer. Let's put yeah, it out. Yeah, it's
1: fun. Let's put it out. Let's
0: go. But for you. What? What was it? Um I don't know. There's a couple
2: of things to not wanting to put it out. I was just like, uh, is it dope?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is dope. That's that's established. Yeah. I think maybe You don't even
0: remember what you were overthinking about it now, do you? I feel
1: like Yeah. Well you know was, what? I
0: feel like every
2: time you release a song, right? Yeah there's a pressure that every time you release something, it has, for me, it like has to be the full representation of who you are, you know what I'm saying? And like, it just carries all that weight. Like, uh, and, and the reality is like, you could sweat over songs, you know, for a year, like I have. And then someone's like, oh, Andy just dropped a new song. Mm. On the phone. Oh, that's cool. And, or just be like, oh, it's a jam. and. The reception is so different. Like, that, people aren't thinking, like, oh, man, here comes Andy. Like, everything about who he is, is about to happen in this song. You know, sometimes people are just like, oh, put on another Andy jam. Drive oh, it's cool. Next song. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, um, it's just fear, really. Yeah, I get fear. it. It's fear of, like, not always having, like, released something that topped my last thing. And it's even better.
1: For, for creator, and that, that if can people be, don't like it, then yeah. they're going to
2: be like, I'm done, I'm off. And, you know, those are real fears that I have as an artist because yeah. my livelihood depends on whether or not people
1: like, your, like move, my move, music move your or like that. what I'm yeah, making. I get it. I feel like that's a real thing. I mean, your catalog is outstanding. Um, but even like staple artists, which I, you're a staple artist, especially in our space, I feel like sometimes the fans just want a moment to just jam and they're yeah. not, you've given, you fed them so well. They're not here to like judge this meal on like, this is gonna be like the 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 you know the, the final meal of, of that I ever get from this person. Like I just want something to jam to and ride to. I think sometimes Drake do that a lot. I think Jay and his prime did that a lot. he just throw Lucy's, you know, it's just records to kind of right. just, you know, feed Wayne, the appetite.
0: Pac Wayne. Was just like, yeah, it's just new record out, new record out. New just record
1: just out. Give it to him. So.
2: What's going on? It's Andy Minio and Delgis Mustafa at the Work in Progress podcast. We're taking a second to give a shout out to our sponsors, Yay! Samaritan Ministries. All right, who wants to talk about health care, kids? Yes!
1: Oh, health is the best! Yes! All
2: right, listen, nobody wants to talk about health but the reality is it's part of life. You're going to break something, you're going to hurt something. Something bad's going to happen. You got to make sure that you're taken care of, all right? If you're 14, you live at your mom's house, you're probably fine. But for the rest of us, listen, we all need to figure out how we're going to do this. Here's what happened. I'm a rapper. I'm a hip-hop artist. You know, I don't work for a big company or corporation that rolls me into some big health care plan and takes care of me if anything bad happens, all right? I'm on my own. Or I pay some insane amount of money to these, uh, you know, insurance companies, which I've done for years for like catastrophic insurance, basically meaning if I break every bone in my body, they're like, "All right, we'll consider helping." And even then, you gotta have fallen off a roof. It's insane. So here's what we did: me and my wife, we were looking for other options to make sure we could have a, a, a different kind of healthcare, and we found Samaritan Ministries. Now, the guy who was giving me the information about this place. You know, he was coming after me for like a year. He's like, hey, man, I think this is a good option for you. You're self-employed. And I was like, nah, you're weird. Get away from me. I ducked him for like a year. But when I started looking into actually what it was, I was like, yo, this is actually forward thinking and really interesting. So here, here's what it is. Essentially, it's not insurance. It's a different kind of health care. And, and what it does is Christians every month send directly to each other as there's a medical need. Now, the reason why this works is because there's 80,000 Plus households and growing who are participating in this. So it becomes a network. And so instead of giving your money to some random company, you don't know and you don't know what they're doing with it. And then when you get hurt, you don't know if someone's actually going to cover your thing because it's all these stipulations, blah, blah, blah. No, it's just this community of people who's saying, as there's a need, we're going to give. So most months, you know, you're not you don't have a need. So you're giving directly to people who do have it. But when it's your turn, you have a need. People give directly to you. They stay directly connected. They send you the money that you need. And they also, you know, it's a little more personal. People could pray for you. They can send a card of encouragement. It's actually really cool. I I think it's incredible. Me and my wife use it. And, uh, you know, I've got injured playing basketball and doing different things. And I've used it and they came through in the clutch. So I've already seen it firsthand. Now, listen. Again, like I said, it's not for everybody, but just go check it out uh, because it's been an incredible option for us. Go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash Andy Minio. Learn more about it. And uh, listen, take care of yourself, all right? Don't break nothing. You'll be all right. But for, in case
1: you do, check out Samaritan. All right, back to the podcast. Let's do it. I feel that fear too. And you don't want to... There is a moment of like oversaturation though where it's like, okay, bro, you need to chill. You I don't know, man. Music. I don't know. You don't think
0: that there's Yo, a... Wayne and Pac, like Wayne at his peak was like... Bro, he was just bucking off. Like there was so much music out there. You feel like but,
1: Drake was that kind of... That's, just, that's Drake's Whoa, philosophy. Drake, Drake will do Ten like
0: 20-some-odd joint. Like, he'll drop an album and then come around and drop something else. And like, I think, no, I think nowadays, oh. I think nowadays oh. It's, oh. it's really about um, consistency and um, you don't choose, you don't make hits, man. Like, you make songs and then the people decide what becomes a hit. And I think until you build momentum, you really haven't earned the right to fall back. Dang. Honestly, and now, I don't mean Dang. just put anything out for the sake of feeding Give the Give me a monster. time frame.
1: Give me a window. Like, well, let's say some artist drops the EP first quarter, when's the next?
0: Well, I mean, now we're getting into a different conversation. Who? I think right now, you should just be dropping singles. Period. Like, and when I say singles, I mean, like, one loose track. Hold on. um, I, I think okay. so right now. Can I, can I, I, I mean, no, the, the, can this I is what back? I think. Let, I let me back? backtrack real quick. Please, please. There's a lot of ways to win, right? There's a lot of strategies. The one that I feel, um, depending, and this is depending on what kind of artist you are, and there's always exceptions to the rules, but the rule right now is small. Um, it's like a, a constant constant releases um, that are like digestible. You know what I mean? Somebody's gonna come around and drop a 20 song album and it's gonna go, but that person is gonna be the ultimate exception to the rule. I think I look at like the Latin market. I look at um, hip hop is great at this. They just put out records, man. They put out records. Oh, people ain't responding to this? Okay, here's another one. Oh, you ain't responding to that? Here's another one. Oh, you're responding to this? Okay, what do we do now? How do we maximize that? But then here's another one, you know? What was the pushback? No, you I mean, so
1: me? you said singles. I was kind of like, yeah, but in hip hop, we consume music and collection. Like we want to hear a body of work. Body of work being- Ooh, Who's uh, we? I mean, that's that's just how hip hop is, though. I mean- uh, you want? Yeah, I mean, too, you want to- you wanna... This man's face. <laughs> hey, Andy, get, get your boy, man. No, I, <laughs> okay, so, so example. Who's we? Man, we the South. Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real talk. I'm, I'm like okay. I don't so know. singles, yes. There's no, there's no, there's no, there is no right or wrong way. But Mm-mm. as a, especially an artist who's still building a fan base, I think a collection. When I say collection, a, a digestible collection. Twelve songs or more, maybe a little bit too much. Five to six, six to seven is like a nice collection that. I feel like if you come with those frequently, that's enough to kind of whet the appetite and get people interested so they can hear a full body, so they can be like, okay, this is a reference point of sound. Singles, yes. Yeah, I, I just don't want, want hip hop to be treated like pop artists, where it's like, oh, here's the single, and that's it. And it's like, mm. Well, because in hip
2: hop too, you're not, especially if you're an up and coming artist, you're not getting the push that like a pop artist would get, like. Here's the song. Dr. Luke made it. Millions of dollars pushed. Going to radio. On radio. Video. Right. You're not getting that. So I feel like a lot of times in hip hop or even with up and coming artists, people fall in love with who the artist is. And mm-hmm. you find out a lot of times who that person is through their videos, their social content, their little bodies of work. Um, you know, and there's no like, there's no right way yeah. right now. It's so weird. Like, you know- I've just felt, oh, man, the pressure of putting together a 16-song album is just too immense for me right now. I feel you. And I just like, I feel creatively like drained by that. I'm putting out these six songs, seven song joints, Uh, you know, and that's just where I am right now. Now we're going to do these like singles, you know what I'm saying? And this was another creative outlet for me, even through this podcast, mixtape hybrid thing where it's like, yo, here's a bunch of songs. I like them, but they never came out. It's a lot of pressure. Let's take the pressure off. Enjoy right. this, um, you know. But I think Della's right that like some people have to earn the album, and I, I think, think
1: everybody does.
2: I think um, earn the
1: album. That's a statement. You got to be momentum. Mean, you got to like, build
2: momentum. Like some people are out here trying to put out 16 songs, albums, or 15 songs, whatever, and you don't got a fan base begging for it. Besides, like the 200 people, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why don't you string those out once a week or once every couple weeks and put a lot of promo behind those individual songs and make I'm people gonna, desire, desire a project as opposed to like it drops all in one go and then you have nothing else to keep now pointing they, people you drop back a project
0: to. on Monday by next Monday people yo, are people like, like yo when you dropping your next project I, swear. Yo, I just dropped one oh I know but when's the next one coming I remember when he dropped Uncomfortable, he had just dropped it. And people were like, and Andy put put out a tweet saying, yo, go check out my new album. Somebody was like, oh man, you put out another one? Yeah, dude, because this is like, that's crazy to think about, but this is where we're at right now. And that was my point to you, like, yeah, bro. It's, It's a question of good, better, and best. It's good to put out an album, it's not bad. It's better that it's shorter. So and th- more th- digestible. Yeah, th- you. It's probably best though yeah. that you take those seven songs and string them out, because it's really about consistency. You continue to pop up, continue to pop up, continue to pop up, and honestly, give every song attention because it through through. um Digitally, you can really like hone in all your marketing and promote, uh, you know, your promo efforts into one record and see if people respond, you know. And if people respond, then now you got to make a decision. Are we going to keep investing in this? If people don't respond, you're like, well, they didn't react to that. They didn't respond to that. What about this? Y'all like this? Y'all going to respond to this? No. What about this? And like, that's really what it is right now, man. It's it's so much content. You need to be consistent for the purpose of creating momentum.
1: Yeah, momentum, you're right. Collects album, 16 songs, that's a weighty. But what, what you're doing with the podcast thing, that's 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 brilliant. Even like keeping it moving, like with Governor B, the UK component, is that song may play in a whole different demographic. That's new fans, that's new territory. Like there's so much that can come from it. I just know like, uh, I just don't want hip hop artists to be treated like, like pop artists. Like, what do you mean by that? I mean like, don't pigeonhole them to one single defining like your thing. I'd rather you drop a single consistently over like, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, versus like dropping a song, a single for like once t- a quarter and being like, this single has to make it or break it for me. I'm yeah. like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you no, can, no, na- you I, can I never can plan those things. Either.
2: I mean, you look at like Bodak Yellow, right? And you're like, yo, she had dropped like two mixtapes and they were getting no love. That song drops and it's like, yo, this is a joint. <laughs> yeah And that like is what she basically, she lived off that record for like a year. Yeah, that's true because that joint was on fire. And then, you know, had to build up to, to releasing the album and putting out other singles. And then there's other uh, instances where, and this is where, where me and Del talk about this sometimes, is like, sometimes the video and the way that artist creates and what they do needs to happen together. Sometimes, if you're, a, if you're an artist you're like, yo, I have a concept. Like, Kendrick got to drop a concept joint, but he's also earned the respect for someone to wait around for an album. True. But he's like, yo, this is a concept. This is a story, so I got to drop it together. I think, honestly, with like um, the Donald Glover situation, that um, this is America that just won a Grammy for record of the year. That record does not move unless the video drops at the exact same time.
1: Absolutely right. I
2: don't think so. Not at all. You know, some people are like, "Nah, that joint was a hit. And I was like, was it? Yeah, I'd be kind of... Not to say it's not a good record. I'm just like, the video is what made that record brazy. I'm lying. It's a good... You think nah, if that song came was out... was a strong component. Oh. You think if that song came out right now, just by itself, it wouldn't move.
1: It's not even... Yeah, the video was so. a
0: big part of it, for sure. Needed the video. The video was the story.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know, there's that's... There's no wrong that's, way to do it. You know there's no wrong way to do it. That's a unique case. I think some songs uh, on the you know, opposite side of the spectrum, some songs drop, go, and they drop a video seven months later and the video goes too. Yeah. Like, there's just no way.
1: Sometimes, I, yeah, you have you. No, true. there's
0: no way. And I think what you were saying about, oh, I don't want hip-hop artists to be dropping a single, a quarter when they're new, right? Because, yeah. and I'm like, I, you're agreeing with what I'm saying in that you have not earned the right mm-hmm. to not be more consistent in your releases right like you need to be dropping a single every other week or every month month, 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 just be dropping a record just just give people music because there's just so much content out there that you can't expect to just drop an ep and be like yo now unless you're gonna drop the ep and now like go hardcore and promote it right for, uh, and, uh, and drop videos. And, like, you know, there's ways. I just think you need to keep it in front of people yeah, at the yeah. end of the day. That's and, like, the- how you stay in front of people, there's many ways to do that. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. one way that has proven to be an effective strategy is by dropping single songs. Look at your man, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, baby. baby. Pop artist. That's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just- <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you mean? He, he does trap. He does trap. He does like hip hop trap records, in addition to like more. You talking about the Latin world too? That's a... I mean,
1: it's just it's a different it's a different beast. But I, I hear you. I hear you. It's a different. Body, body. I think
0: I think hip hop.
1: I respect no. My I respect think hip hop.
0: Hip hop leads. I think hip hop rules the world right now because they embrace um, the way that music is consumed right now. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know.
1: So I think for the, for the album, what we should do, Andy, when it's ready, we're going to set you on a, a blueprint schedule. Two weeks.
0: Two weeks. That's done. all
1: you get. Locked, focus, oh, amazing right. creativity. Yeah.
0: Two four weeks. sounds for the whole album. We can, we can, <laughs> we can do <laughs> Only drums. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what you can do, bro. We need real for that.
1: You, you, can use, you can only use drums.
0: <laughs> nah, but... You know, I do think I need to limit myself.
1: It, yeah, we'll yeah. literally lock it. Like, yo, this is the joint. Two weeks, I mean, we'll give you, not will but we'll all come together. The most amazing creators that we can find and throw them in a room, lock them in. And we're we'll like, we're leaving this two weeks with something.
0: So it leave it. that'll be fun. Ace, you've been fighting for this record for a minute. And like, technically. Yeah. The record will be out by the time this is out. But right now it's factually, like in this moment that we're speaking, Factually, it's not out in the world. Oh, Inception. You're confusing people. It's <laughs> out right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can we say factually? We're talking again? to you from the future. Fact. It's,
0: oh, I, it's facts. a delism.
1: Facts. Factually. Fact. No, no, no. Chill. Um,
0: how do you feel that it's finally like
1: people uh, are going to be able to hear it? It's great, man. It's just, I mean, you know.
0: Because you fought, man. You fought for this. Like, he was like, uh, uh, you know, man, you know, I don't know. You were like, bro, let's put it out. I was like uh yeah you don't like the record either see no it's not that i don't like the record <laughs> body language we do uh, no i was uh, like uh well but i know <laughs> i don't have a crystal ball i'm like shoot you might put this joint out and it goes crazy or you might not that doesn't mean yeah, i'm right it doesn't, that doesn't yeah. mean you're wrong it mean, other way it doesn't mean you're wrong it, mean, it means that people, people yeah. responded to something but how do you feel that it's finally you know coming out and and is you yeah. know this is something obviously you want to encourage more man like yeah this is great first, first, this out. this
1: whole thing is dope man like the fact that it's coming out is amazing governor b killed it um I just feel like I think about the andy's fans more importantly is like you know they just want more music um and he's and he, Eddie's done a good job with feeding it to him the sword the arrow um but people just hungry you got to give them something to eat that's that's really that's my whole thought process with it and it's a good joint like. That's
2: it. Yeah, I think think the fact that we're doing this and saying like, yo, here are just joints from the vault. Like, and that's the whole context of this. And I don't have to be like, whenever I release something, be like, this is Andy Bigno. I need the whole world to know about it right now. You know what I'm saying? I want to feel like, yo, this record's so crazy. And like, I believe in every aspect of it from the production to my vocal tone, to the mixing, to like, here's me. Here's like a, a, a. if I'm feeding you, here's like, here's an Andy sandwich. Hmm. And there's not many people in the world who want those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right? All right. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Bro. But you get what I'm saying? <clears> throat> like,
2: throat> like I remember when Kendrick had been quiet for a minute and he dropped, I love myself. And it was like, yo, what a refreshing sound. Hmm. Like, this is new. This but, is exciting. Huh? <laughs> I said, buts. <laughs> Some people didn't respond well to it. A lot of people. You know what I'm saying? But it was still the fact that it was like, yo, I'm out here coming out with a different sound. Some of that's about what this record is too. I'm like, ah, it's just kind of like a bouncy trap, cool thing. You don't
0: feel it's innovative enough.
2: I don't feel like it's... I, I at my core, love innovation. I love pushing. I love challenging. I love... So to make a song like that, you know, I made it in 30 minutes and it's cool. But like, I want to... I value innovation so much that I think it actually... It harms me in a lot of ways because that, yeah. I think I upset a lot of producers that I work with where no, I try to push never, them, never where have. I make it difficult to work with them. Never have. There's I people do. watching this joint right now that are like, that's right. Yes, because I'm always pushing yeah. and I'll, I think some people don't want to go that distance with me. Right. They want an easier working process. I had a text message conversation with a producer today. I texted him <laughs> and I said, yo, you killed this joint that just came out. And he was like, yeah, man, thanks. And then he was like, I was like, yo, why don't you send me some of that heat? And he was like, nah, yo, you're too picky. And I was like, too picky? I was like, from what (laughs) I heard, this joint had 9, 10 revisions. (laughs) So what are you talking about? So then I'm going.
0: (laughs) You know what he's talking about? Oh, (laughs) you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm like. I'm like... Did it, wait, did it, did it, where did you like kind of go back and forth with the dude like 10 times? He did a,
1: a lot to get it to where it came. And
0: But I mean, it was... But it was maybe it was the way that, you know, because he's the silent killer, you know, smack you in the face with a white glove on. Maybe it was, do you think it was maybe the way that you um, went about it?
1: Potentially, it's just, it's just it's so nuanced to say yes, but I feel like I understand where a creative is, where it's like, hey, nice track, do this again. Try that. Yeah. And if I like the 10th time yeah sure it can feel like yo what do you want or what do you yo, want just from produce me this yourself, i don't bro. know like and so i definitely right. I, as a i've been there before where it's like a lot of revisions so i try to be delicate in that regard yes but on the other side there are special creatives the ones that we admire and inspire to be and, and that do kind of push it that hard Like, Ye pushes it really hard. Yes. Andy pushes it really hard. Uh, And here's the thing. I'm not Ye, so people don't treat me that way. Sure. Well,
2: I feel like, I feel like there's, I feel like I could um, create at a Kanye level. That's how much I believe in myself. I think you're all already. good.
0: That's good, man. I'm not out here trying to uh, toot my own horn.
2: Right. What I'm saying is, you know, that man And when you say Kanye
0: level, you just mean at an elite level.
2: At an elite level. Yeah. Yeah, like with the the best of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kanye also made his first album with a couple million dollars behind him to 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 make that record. Mm-hmm. So there's a diff that's a different conversation. So when I come in a room, I'm not able to, I'm not able to do this stuff Kanye does. Like, yo, make me 15 versions of this. You try that, you try this. You're not like gonna to change it.
0: people's lives I'm at not the tra- magnitude that he can. absolutely.
2: And so people and aren't gonna really work, work the same way. And, and I always I say it sometimes joking around, be but, like, but if Kanye asked you to do this, would you? And people would be like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but if and I, I ask you to do Kanye, it so and so you're not Kanye, not true, and, it, and, it, and I'm it. like, all right, bet. <laughs> And so that's some of the tension that I live in is like, I don't want to upset the other producers, the people I'm creating with. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I do want, I still desire innovation and, and creativity and to push things, you know, to have its own flair. And there's some creatives who just don't get that unique thing. They don't see the value of it. They're like- why can't I just make the exact same beat that Migos just made? I was like, cause they just did it. That's why you don't make the joint they did. And they're like, what's wrong with that? I was like, you don't care that you're not gonna sound different. You don't care that you're not gonna have your own thing. You don't care that you're just gonna look like a biter. You don't care. And I, it, I'm like visceral, I'm like angry about sure, it. Sure, I like, get it. How does, how does this happen? Hmm where uniqueness is not a thing. I I don't know. I I could get into a lot of trouble in this conversation.
0: No, this is is a great... But but I think what you're saying more, right? Because that's a slippery slope. You're a a thousand percent right. Like, I'm unique. I'm like, they they could just be that loaded. I think really what you're talking about when you strip it of like stuff like that is, yo, you don't want to exercise your full potential, not for the purpose of being different and better than everyone, but just purely for the purpose of pushing yourself as far as you can and honing your craft to the highest of your potential. Because I think it's really unhealthy to be looking at what everyone's doing and not only to try to match it, but equally to try to be better. Like, mm, ah, oh, bro, you don't want to play that game. What you do want to do is look in the mirror and just see how far you can push yourself and treat it like golf, where golf, yeah. you're really just competing against yourself, man. And that's, I think that's where that anger comes from is your passion and respect for um, honing your, the, the technical aspect of your craft and how you want to encourage others to do the same thing purely for the purpose of like stewarding and being faithful to their talents and being like, yo, man, you need to like, the way that you respect and um, the way that you respect and show your God given gifts the proper value is to take care of them and develop them to their fullest potential for the purpose of blessing others for it through it. You know what I mean? And for the purpose of of just doing excellent work because excellence is a good thing. Not being better than everyone, not trying to be different from other people because at the end of the day, no idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun. But something that's interesting that I want to say before I forget is how you will be on the fence about something or be like, nah, and you look out, but what do y'all think? And if you're... Inner creative circle that you trust is like that's dope. You're like, oh yeah, it is that dope then let's put it out. Because with this track, he was on the fence about it forever. And I couldn't give him that affirmation, like, definitely put it out because I can't be fake.
1: You were on the fence too.
0: Well, I was like, man, hey man, take it or leave it. Like, we could do whatever with that. I don't feel, I don't feel like, you know, some I pick and choose my battles. Like the track is dope. The track is dope. Dope, I think objectively, the joint knocks. But I wasn't like wild enthusiastic about it, probably for like personal subjective reasons, just didn't connect with me like that. But um, um, when Andy can't get that from anyone that he trusts, he's yeah. like, yeah, then let's not put it out. And it wasn't until I hit him like a week ago that, or like a couple of days ago that I was like, yo man, Ace, because this is something we haven't talked about, Governor B wanted to put it out. And you were like, oh, that's fine because now I'm just featured on the track. I don't got to overthink it or nothing like that. It's just somebody else's track, which to you, being a featured artist is like way easier because you don't feel like it's part of like- The catalog. Yes. legacy yes. and catalog yes. and something that's going to say something about you forever. And Governor B is like, yo, let us just put it out. And you're like, yo, man, I think we should just do that. You know, I can just fall back. And Ace was like, nah, yo, this joint is fire. I want to put it out. Like, we want to put it out, and Marcus is like, yo, this joint is fire. And guess what? I told him, I'm like, yo, man, Ace feels strongly that we should put it out. He's like, yo, let's do it then.
1: <laughs> that's hey, all it took. It makes me smile, Andy. That's all it took. <laughs> no, that's no. all it
0: took is for someone that's in the inner circle that he trusts to be like, nah, this is dope. And he's like, all right, then let's do it. You know what I mean? But that doesn't apply with everything. We'll talk about a different song, or that didn't apply on another episode. But yeah. what do you think about that?
1: No, I think... I think um that's dope. I mean, that that's that's where you lean on each other, lean on community. And that's that's straight out straight out the script, man. Like, lean on community, trust your brothers to see what how they can help speaking to your art. But I wanted to touch on one thing that you said earlier in regards to this is kind of bringing it back home to the the idea of how Keeping the Movement was made and and I, when you when you when you reference Kanye, what I, what I see in you is like a certain passion, and a certain like like you you almost like um, get very excited, and empowered, and emboldened of like, man, I I feel like I'm to that level of creativity, which I honestly no cap think you are, or know you are. But I think the genius and what you're doing and the brilliance, this is why we should celebrate it and not try to overthink it, is what you've created and what you've made with what you've been given. Like, like in Keeping the Move, you had a little bit of time, a little bit of resources, like the, like the arrow, like the sword. You're making some amazing art with these constraints. You can't really... We, let's not let what Kanye has or any other creator that has all these sure. things and tools kind of like um, overshadow the things that God's put in front of us that are really dope. So sure. I feel like, um, you know, it's just a yeah. matter of like trusting that, you know, whatever we have is enough, regardless of where it comes from. Yeah. Whatever. So.
2: Yeah. Some of me too, just feels like um, we should be there by now. We should have more tools. We should have more resources. You know, that's like, that's my whole thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. Why haven't we pushed it further yet? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that just, uh, it's an anxious thing. Like, sure. I get anxious, like, man, we're running out of time. Like, I want a sense of urgency. I had a sense of urgency, urgency. like, yo, I want to take this to the next level. I remember on my first project, Heroes for Sale, I was so excited about releasing that project in a lot of ways because there were certain things I was doing on certain songs that got me very hyped. So the opening record, mm. I'm taking like and I could I could t- I could look at you dead in the face and be like I'm so hyped to show you this cuz I know you've never heard this before. That's the stuff that gets me like woo. You're about to hear a ancient hymn by this girl with a creepy voice sung over a string section with this like menacing synth underneath it. Ooh. And it was going to go into a rewinding sound of me rapping over a string quartet to start the album. And then it's gonna drop into this break beat. And I was like, that's fire. And I know you're not hearing that. And I was like, "That's that was for me like, yo, I can't wait to show this. Or when I did um, Where the Wild Things Are and I was like, yo, I'm gonna take one of my favorite trap producers, Ty Shane, and I'm gonna mix him with Under Oath and I'm gonna make a metal trap mashup. I want to go where the wild things are. And I'm like, yo, this is right. wild. Right. right? And I'm like, that's the stuff that got me so excited. I was pushing creative boundaries and limits and I know y'all ain't heard this before. That got me excited. Gotcha. Now, what ends up happening is innovation is the child of failure. It's good. Innovation comes from people taking risks and failing a lot and finding out what doesn't work. But having having enough courage to take the risk in the first place so that you could stumble upon something great. Mm-hmm. And I think people are more concerned about winning and looking cool and blending in with everybody else that they're not willing to, to have the courage to try something else that could fail. Because if you fail and you get laughed at everyone's like, ha ha, you're not just doing what everyone else is doing, which I think is absurd. How could you laugh at somebody for trying to do something different? Right. This is what bugs me out about people who, who be like, yo, yo, you rap about God. You talk about, like, all this positive. I'm like, I'm corny? When I listen to their records and I'm like, you're just saying the same thing that every Everybody. rapper said for the last Everybody. 30 years, mm-hmm. and, but I'm corny for actually having a stance and a position on something and saying something don't that's don't. contrary mm-hmm. to what the popular opinion is, but, oh, but I'm lame. You're bugging. And so that's the thing that, Love Love you know it. what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm i always put, this is the thing, like, it. so as a Christian, I'm a Christian, and one of the things that's always attracted me to Jesus and why i become a Jesus follower is your man is always dropping the wild plot twist. <laughs> like, the, listen, hold up. The moment that you think something's going this way, Jesus, like, off the top turnbuckle, like, surprise, I'm back, like, mm. out the whole other direction. He goes, you go, um, oh, when someone slaps you in the face, what do you do? Now, growing up, if I heard a, a parent, mom, somebody slapped me in the face. Boy, you better hit them back and let them know that they, ne- they can't touch you. That's what I always heard growing up, but Jesus goes, turn the other cheek and give them your other side. And you're like, what? Plot twist? Isn't the plot twist the greatest part of the movie? When Almost. you're like, oh, like you remember watching Inception? You remember uh-huh. watching uh, the Leonardo right. DiCaprio joint? What's the joint? I'm talking di- uh. Di- uh, Departed. Like the plot twists in the movie are the things that excite you, and Jesus is always doing that, right? You know, yeah. he's like, he's like, yo, he's getting crucified, and he's and, I'm, and he's he could call down legions of angels to come take him off the cross, and he goes, nah, Father, forgive them; they don't know what they're doing. You're like, what? How? So I get so excited by the plot twist. I get so excited by someone being like coming out the cut. That's why a lot of my records, if you pay attention, they have these really abrupt changes. On there. Or like (laughs) on there. Um, If you're listening to kids, I break Mm -hmm. into like a hymnal, like in the middle of this like menacing trap beat. All praise to the father. Right? I love that stuff. And so- What happens though, I think for creatives is like once you try a few things and they don't get responses so quick or like the response that you think it should get, then you just start going, oh, maybe I shouldn't try anymore. You kind of start shrinking up and you're like, maybe I should just blend in. Maybe I should just do what the kids are into. Do what's safe. Do what's safe. safe, And you you start doing what's safe. And the moment you're too safe, I think you lose your edge. Like yes, yeah. once you're creating with safety, you take that thing off of you that made you so special in the first place. And this is what I talked a lot about in the article I wrote for DJ Booth was like, don't get careful when you're creating. And I think in a lot of ways through my own emotional turmoil and that people buying my records has a lot to do with whether or not my family eats. That's a tough position Lonely. to be in. Cause you're like, I want to take risk But at the same time, I want my records to still sell because I want to be able to provide for my family. Like, ugh. So this is the tension. And I think it takes a courage to continue to push. And um, you know, that's why I'm more passionate about, um, what do you call it? More innovative and like new records than just making what's cool and putting it out, so.
0: Yeah, I think what happens when you do become safe is that now people don't hate what you make or love it, they're just like indifferent towards yeah. it. And I think that's the worst thing as a creative that can happen because I would I would rather the two polar opposites. I would rather for you to be like, What did Kanye say everybody feels a way about yay, but at least they feel, feel something. something? And I think when you just fall into that average, when you fall into the middle, because you're just doing what's safe and what works, um, yeah, man, I think you just take the life really out of your art but you know that's easier said than done because it takes a lot of courage to do very different things and I'm reminded of artists like um like Bob Dylan uh first of all you know Bob Dylan comes out in a time where like you got really should have a beautiful voice if you want to be an artist and that dude comes out with like a very unorthodox singing voice (laughs) and I remember reading in a I I I picked up this Rolling Stone, like, special edition thing where I think Sam Cooke told his brother, yo, do you know that that everything's going to change now? And his brother's like, what are you talking about? And he was referring to Bob Dylan. He said, uh, it's not only going to be about how beautiful the voice is, but about how honest it is.
1: That's a, Or something that's a like boy.
0: that, you know? Something, something to that effect. And I'm like, yo, how courageous do you have to be to come out and be like, well, isn't that like it? <laughs> and I'm like, because, like... I don't know how to sing. I could probably do one of them joints, but I feel crazy going out there like just singing like that. Yeah. And um, then I think about him too when he first started introducing like electronic instruments yeah. into, into his music. And like people were literally up in arms about it. Like there's videos on YouTube that you can find people booing him at all his shows, walking out of his shows, calling him a sellout. Saying that he sold his soul because, like, Bob Dylan, like, when he first came out, people were like, Yo, he's a prophet. He's a prophet. All this stuff. Yo, just because this man had drums and an electric guitar, but this was crazy. And there's videos of like Bob Dylan in green rooms, like, Yo, man, I just don't want to keep getting booed anymore. Like, it's tough to go out there and get booed so much every night. People walking out, they, they would paid, interview though. people on they the paid way to out. Boo. Yeah, well, because they wanted to hear like the other stuff and they were interview people when they were on their way out and they were like, "Yo, saying the nastiest things. And what's crazy is those records are some of his biggest records now. Like, yo, there was one instance where I think he was in a stadium and they booed. And like a minute later, they were like cheering. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it was just no, so people, weird, man. Trust, but what people. I think about is like courage. Like courage, man, it's having the courage to just try new things right. and put them out. Because I think Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs said, um, you know, great artistship. <clears throat> it's one thing like, yo, I tried this new thing, it's so crazy, but i am not gonna put it out? I'm too shook. It's like, you've done half the job. Like, yeah. yo, I commend you my brother for doing something crazy. You just did a yodel hip hop track that's wild. You know what I'm saying? like Summer 2020. um, Yodel joint. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, you got to finish the job and like actually put that joint out. So, you know, the same way, like if I had to name this episode, it's Courage. Because it took courage for him to just say, let's Mm -hmm. do this. It It takes courage. Yo, this was bugged out. It takes courage to make something that's so different that's so weird and put it out. And it also takes courage, courage to put something that is not that loaded, that is just dope and it's simple and it's not innovative right. and put it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When when you want to be that kind of guy because, um, or that kind of artist rather, because I think we need all different forms of expression. Sometimes, you know, simplicity is is great, you know? Yeah. and be honest.
1: Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> trying to make you laugh. Be honest,
0: man. What's what's the creative process like with Andy?
1: Um, Be honest, bro. It's a loaded question. Okay. I would say, first of all, it's super fun. I think we kind of cut from a similar cloth of uh, generationally in terms of our, who we like in terms of hip hop. Um, so that off-rip gives a certain like uh, similarity and taste that I just, you know, I think we just gel well. Um, so yeah, fun. Exciting because I know that even deep, even as a a music executive with looking at skip rates and data sheets and streaming deep down, I am a creative. So I value that part, even though I don't get to flesh it out as much as possible. So that's really great. Um, The other piece of it is that you just I know that you I'm learning you every time I meet with you and work with you even more because um, you are wired to be the guy. If everybody has a red shirt on, you want to have a blue shirt on. Right, that's just kind of how you are. So in picking beats and picking songs and picking creatives to funnel your way, I'm thinking about how does this sound dope, have broad mm-hmm. appeal, but how does it sound unique enough to where people yeah. would, would be like, oh, that's something Andy would do. Cause I think there's something special about you being um, innovative. So with that comes um, a, a very pr- preferential type of, you know, way in which you, you know, look for music. Meaning, since you're looking for the innovative, the dopeness, it just takes a lot of shots to get it right. So I can send you 30 beats, but they gotta, they gotta be right. So now what I've learned is like, let me kind of put Andy's hat on. Let me see the world through Andy's eyes when I'm picking music and picking creative so that I think I've gotten a better job of knowing, you know what, these are good beats. This don't work for Andy. This don't work. It's not innovative enough. It's not exciting enough. Cause at the end of the day, what I get from the artists is, when you're writing music or writing this stuff, you have to feel the energy in the music bed enough to even wanna write anything that's compelling. So if the music isn't setting the tone for that, it's not gonna be able to get the best out of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've learned to basically, I kinda A&R, my, the A&R essentially when I bring stuff to you. Like, is this dope? Is this good enough? Is this you know, innovative enough? You push hard though, but it's it's all for the good of the art. So yeah, love working with you bro. Hmm. <sighs>